Welcome, Guardians, to the Nerds of Destiny, the podcast that dives deep into every essential part of your addiction. I'm your host, Blue Streak, and with me today, guys, I've got Thanatos, DB87. Peace. And up above, I've got Oni111. What up? Guys, this is a, uh, a special episode because a lot of crazy heat's about to drop very quickly upon you. If you guys manage to listen to this before Tuesday, I'm going to try to get this up Monday morning so you have time to listen to it. It's not going to be a regular full-length episode because we will have just dropped our long discussion on episode two about Cade 6, our feelings about that, and we discussed a little bit of the supers, all the supers and the subclasses coming out. I know, shed a few tears for Cade 6. Poro went out for the homie. Um, but uh, this episode, guys, is going to be kind of a concise, quick fire. We wanted to just kind of get anyone that's listening just very up to date and on the same page with us for the August 28th update. It's the Hotfix 2.0.0 before the Forsaken expansion pack fully unlocks for everyone to play. We're going to quickly discuss the quality of life changes to the sandbox known as Destiny, what they're bringing back from the olden days, what they're modifying for the new and future of Destiny. That being said, guys, um, real quick, I just I still want to make this a little personable. So how has been how has this week's final grind in the solstice of heroes been for both of you guys, Lynn, Oni? Oh man, working on the last character for the solstice armor right now. So you got all three pretty much up to this point. Yeah, I've just got two of the redo quests and then a nightfall to do, and I'm done. Dang, dude. That's some that's some that's a time sink. <laughs> well, if you if you do it right, there are certain places where you can grind it out real quick. And <laughs> I mean, I've I've definitely exploited those few places like the rolling your clock back from Mars thing. Oh but, snap. Yeah. Me there's a, there's a few ways to do it. <laughs> I should have been talking to you this whole time, man. Because, uh, I mean, I look, you, know, you look up videos, you look up tips and tricks, and I got down quite a few, you know, process of elimination. How many of these things can I do, you know, in conjunction with other things? Um, I'm doing the quest for the strikes or something. Well, and just in, like, your orb collection or your kill count collection, like, which ones can I stack and do at the same time? Um I not I leg- I knocked out the legend armor for my hunter, uh, not the masterwork, but I got my hunter up to legend. Um, I decided I've got enough time. I would love to see a second character get it, just because I want to eventually get all three. I want to get I want to get three characters in, so that during the future of Destiny, I can grind out more milestones and challenges per week. Yeah. I've gotten in- into the I'm not a streamer, but I, I've kind of climbed into the um, hardcore label almost, I would say, of gameplay, having, you know, 
when you do five hours a day, I'd say <laughs> short of streaming, that gets me close to that status. I'm not boasting about it. I'm I'm proud I'm, about I'm, it. I'm not even at five hours. Come well, on. not not right now. I think you probably have more consistency with your shorter times. But okay. but but that being said, I've I'm halfway through the blue armor on my warlock, and sadly I don't have any titans yet. It's kind of it's kind of because Bungie promising that whole you know, we talked about in episode two, that leveling booster for new players. I have I have taken two characters all the way through the game, so I'm not against getting a third character, you know, boosted ahead. That's just me. Um, there you go. I'm gonna stop jabbering about my week. Thanatos, it has definitely was... been a drive, a, a a grind. Been doing a lot of uh, crucible, a lot of just heroic strikes. Now, have you just? Just you're a Titan main, so you've just you've legend out your Titan. Are you shooting for anything else before the end? Uh, my Titan's the only one I'm worried about. Um, I've been going through and trying to get the to farm the the weapons I won't be able to get otherwise. Right. Like uh, Nameless Midnight and other stuff like that. Um, I. Uh... <laughs> you viewers out there watching us on YouTube. Uh, Oni Triple One was just screenshotting his his dang Titan. Very good, sir. He's been grinding with uh with Matt and with Doozer, sorry, and a few of the other homies that I've been playing with, like of course Brayhan. He's he's on every day. Yeah, dude, I love Brayhan. Shout out to you, bro. Uh, we gave a shout out list uh, on our last episode, actually, of a few people we've been playing with. Um. Brayhan's been a good support. What's that, Oni? Watermelon. Yeah, yep. Watermelon's gotten me through a few. <laughs> um, and, and and Doctor Confused. Not strange, but confused. What about True Off? Has he been playing with you guys? I haven't I seen have, him on in a while. He hasn't been on with us. He's played at some different times. Miss you, True Alpha. Shout out to you. Come back, won't you? Um, anyway, yeah, guys, we're, we're, we're wrapping up the Solstice grind. I'm just trying to finish a second character. Nick's just trying to knock out a couple things he, he, he missed. Like um, I just finished the Segura, uh, <sighs> ghost. Uh, sh- shamefully, I'm, I've got two weapons to get. I'm not going to finish that in the next 48 hours. If you haven't done it this week, you can do it this week easily. <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it could happen within, you know, at our, whatever that, you know, final hour moment is that they, they say in the, in the movies and the movies. All right, guys. Um, that's, that's been our week. Let's, let's drop into some updated info, some things we need to prepare for. Uh, it's not in my notes right now, but something I, I remember very strongly about, the previous week leading up to this one is some of the changes that I know off the top of my head um, that a lot of people have talked about, but for our listeners here, we'll go over it quickly. Some We'll just bullet point this stuff. First off, mods. <clears throat> Lit, uh, Thanatos was, was not up to date on this, um, so this will be fresh for some of us. 
<clears throat> old news for others. <clears throat> With the complete change in the mod system, their goal is that making they want to make ha, they want to give us less mods to choose from, but make them the perks on those mods more meaningful. So you know, rather than having for every armor piece, we have a burn, a different burn. And then instead of having, you know, just reload speeds increase or just your grenades increase for every piece of armor and those changes being very minuscule, they want to give us legitimate perks back, like D1 status perks uh, in our mods. So, like, um, I forget the names of them, but but a couple of them are things like, you know, improved accuracy while in the air. Um, things uh, like, uh. um, I forget what it's called, but it's like when you're in scope, it, there's a perk that instantly brings back your radar as soon as you pull out of ADS. Um, cause you know, if you guys pay yeah. attention, you scope in and then you pull out, there's like a full second, two second delay before that radar pops back up. And so you could equip your favorite, you know, sniper rifle with, with that perk and if you're if you're a sniper dude that's going to really improve your game of quickly pulling that you know especially in competitive if you're rocking a weapon that pulls that up quickly that's definitely gonna benefit you um so but as far as a couple other details about mods the way that they're gonna work and what they're doing with the old ones so what's gonna happen is they're removing the plus five on every mod because let's be honest, guys, I think we can all agree when you had plus fives equipped on every weapon and you were looking at infusing other weapons, you always had to do a little bit of, you know, invisible math being like, OK, this weapon is a 340 base, but I have a 340, but it's 345 because of the mod. I want to infuse a 344 into it. But it doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? Like, you had to do all this calculating. You're like, it's a plus five. It's a fake plus five. Because the only way you're going to infuse a weapon and make it stronger is if it's stronger than the base number, not stronger than the mod number with the base. So you had to do this crazy math for some of your stuff. So they're just getting rid of it to purely eliminate just a general, it's a quality of life thing. They want all base powers to just be clean and simple. You infuse what you want to infuse, and you know what number it's going to bring it to. You know. Um, additionally, what they have said is to go ahead and um, collect as many components as you can now, because when the update kicks in, uh, our weaponsmith is going to offer us the opportunity to cash in the old mods for new mods because it's going to be a completely different, you know, coded system, system yeah. you know. So, so you know, stock up on that stuff. Another thing that with random rolls, some of, you know, not everyone's a fan. A lot of people liked the fixed rolls. It's not a lot. Let, let me, let's be more generic. A number of people liked the fixed rolls with D2, and a lot of people hated it because it got rid of the grind, like the desire to find that perfect roll, what what a lot of old school Destiny players 
call the God Roll. God Roll being simply just like the best pair of perks to come out on the gun and just the best like scope, barrel, mag fill, just the best combination of things. Like I did a lot of Diablo 3 and they do they've got rolls out the ass, you know, <laughs> yeah. random rolls and you're just looking for the, I would re-roll over and over and over again. I would cash in over and over again to get that armor to have the perfect exact perks I wanted. Um you know, and and a lot of you know hardcore players and streamers were a little upset because like when you take that out, some people don't like the grind, but the ones that want the grind, it's it's not the grind. It's it's what you get out of the grind that makes it interesting. And like the Solstice of Heroes, Destiny made a good move at implementing a grind, but not just a generic grind. They implemented a grind with the right carrot at the end of the stick. If they offer up the right rewards for that grind, people are going to be more interested in pursuing it. You know, but I mean, it's a it's a it's a big factor in what some of the magic of D one offered. Yeah. So you know, and Lynn, you were there for the early days of random rolls. Well, yeah, and, farming for the Matador 64 that had rangefinder and uh, what was it? The rifled barrel was a, was a grind and a half. Yeah. And in their recent uh, gameplay stream, when they revealed like the sandbox changes, they the devs cracked a joke about the Better Devils gun and how they had three different Better Devils. And they yeah. made a joke about, is this <laughs> the better devils or is this the best devils, you know, with yeah. the, those two perks. So, yeah, random rolls are coming back. Um, let's see. Let's let's quick fire a little further into some of the changes that our listeners are going to want to know about. Um, Grenade changes. Elaborate. Like uh, Axion Bolt, increased damage, increase the uh, amount of time for tracking length. Uh, Flashbang, the uh, base damage is increased. The incendiary damage is increased. And then just all-around damage upon the burn is also increased. Okay, uh, so this should also be pointed out that this is because of the time-to-kill adjustment that they have made yep. in the sandbox world. They're, they're adjusting everything because... When you cut exactly. down, when you cut down how fast a couple taps of a gun takes someone down, you kind of have to adjust almost everything. Yep. So they're bringing back, you know, the three tap hand cannon and the double fist melee and the single hit shoulder charge. Shoulder charge, Nick Thanatos, you will enjoy that. I remember from D one. Single hit asshole oh. titans. Um, yeah. Now the triple the triple tap depends on you know the RPMs of the hand cannon, but for for the the hardest hitting hand cannons, it's, yeah, it's one body shot or no one headshot two bodies, or yeah. uh, and the lesser impacts are two heads one body all the way down to the lowest impact. I don't apologize. I don't know the exact numbers on the impact, but. Up to it's the lowest one being three, three headshots. 
Yeah, or what is it? Three body, one head. Yeah. So I either way, it's it's they still are balancing it out, and they're not they're not making it completely D one OP, but they're bringing it up back closer to that to where it's really average three tap hand cannons, you know. And dude, I'm so happy they're going back to just two melee punches and you're out because yeah. there's so many times I get in a fisticuff fight, one hit, one hit back, two hits, second hit back, third hit, he ends up killing me. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> so I, bottom line though. I, I think on. that on, on the grenade topic though, the thing that I'm most excited for is like the magnetic or the fusion grenades, you know, the ones that stick. Mm-hmm. They're causing them to, when they actually stick, to detonate a second time and actually also, do that cooling blow. And also with those grenades, they have said that grenades that land on the ground have now been increased to do the same amount of damage as sticking someone with a grenade. Yep, if you walk walk over it. It's going to do the same thing. Yep. Yeah, so no more of this BS where I dropped a grenade right by the guy and he still has part of his shield left. It's like, seriously, come on, man. Yep. You know, like a solid Third, stick should take out the whole shield and then a tap or two from your gun, man. Like the biggest one that I'm excited for on a hunter is, is the skip grenade. They're actually increasing the uh, damage, the impact damage of each of the drones to where it'll yeah. be actually back, back to D1 quality skip grenade. I know that that's crazy to me. Um Let's see. Let's throw around um, some other uh, thoughts. I'm trying to catch the, up everyone on changes. Um, so healing tokens. Rift. Okay. Uh, oh, you want to talk about abilities? That's fine. Go ahead. Conclude with okay. some of the abilities. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, healing Rift, Empowering Rift, Rally Barricade will all uh, show the remaining time. Counters. They, I thought that was cool. They, yeah. They, you, pop, they didn't, you pop your Titan shield, and you get to actually know how much time is left on it. Exactly, or the healing barrier, the empowering rift, so that way you can know when to drop the next one. Or get the hell out of there when it runs out, you know what I mean? Exactly, like, yeah. You know the time to attack or delay. Um, oh. Any other uh, ability adjustments off the top of your head that you wanted to talk about? Uh, not from the last, uh, this week at Destiny, no. Okay, well, alright, we'll shift over to some other things, some vendor changes that are happening. Um, they kind of relate to the mod system, similarly, where now, um, Bungie is going away with the token system that was made popular by the opening of D2 and switching to a material-based system. So not as difficult, but similar in the way of, and a lot of people crack jokes about this, uh, how they used to make videos for uh, material runs, like the fastest way to collect materials on a planet, because it's no longer token-based. Um, but but the difference is, is we're not just looking for raw materials in the world to help boost our reputation with the vendors like tokens did. We're also going to be rewarded materials instead of tokens. That's the system they're shifting to. I'm not sure what the point of it really is, or if it just seems more meaningful from a story standpoint. It's back to D1. It's back to D1. 
Right. But what I mean is even for like challenges and stuff, instead of being awarded tokens, you'll be awarded for crystals, stalactites, or whatever the, you know, all the different elements. Arcane dust. Yeah, yeah, all of those. So gone are the days of tokens for for area-based vendors. Um, the Crucible and um, Gambit and I think even the Vanguard will still maintain a token system. I'm not entirely sure, but I think they still are based, still it's, doing a... it. It's Vanguard, Crucible, um, Gambit, and one other one are tokens. Uh, probably Trials when it comes back. Uh, probably, yeah. Probably, because they have their own, own token system. Um, yep. And another side note update for everyone, that two things going away for Season 4 to be retooled and uh, tweaked. Trials is getting removed because they want, they want to make it... Uh, a lot of us are hoping they go back to D1, and a lot of rumors are, are being talked about that they might be going back to 3v3 elimination, which is the classic Trials in Destiny. Uh, a lot of people are hopeful of that. That might actually get me into Trials. I've actually never played a single match of Trials since D2 came out. I know, fat lip sadness, but it's just something I never... Uh, got into or had a team to go in with. Second thing being removed in season four faction rallies, not for the whole season. They didn't say that, but for at least the first half of the season, they are taking all the feedback from the fans and retooling and changing up how we earn faction reputation or tokens or whatever the new system ends up being. But they're removing it for at least the first half of season four and I'm glad for that because Lost Sectors was a monotonous grind. Yeah, it was kind of annoying. And farming public events, you couldn't do in a fire team. You could only do that solo. You know, the, the quick teleport, trying yeah. to reload into another respawn, public event. You could same spot. Respawn. Yeah, you could only do that if you were going solo. I, I tried doing it with Matt and Nick, and it wouldn't work. I, I got a third one for you that's going away. Go. What? Uh, Zer. He's no longer going to be displayed on the map. He's not going to be tied with the uh, Flashpoint either. And He's not being removed. Is, he's just being no, changed. He, he's going back to what he was in D1. So when you would spawn in on a location, if you saw the uh, sign of the nine, you knew that he was on that planet. And that's what it's going back to. Right. I mean... So and they're they're adjusting and, how he works, but they're not removing him. No, they're not removing him. But his right. faded in, his faded ingram will only carry pre forsaken exotics. Yes, it'll only carry year one stuff. Yep. And eh, it's so, that's fine. Okay. Destiny, their Bungie is promising a lot of <clears throat> new ways to find gear and they've also told us that they don't want every every way of getting powerful gear to be listed in the director in other words they want more mystery in some of it like the whisper of the worm quest they want to give us some more mysteries which i love or the hand cannon they're they're bringing back from (laughs) that everybody should have (laughs) 
Are we? Is that Crucible or something complete? You're talking about something else. Something else. Okay. It's an exotic hand cannon from D1. That was uh, a good one. Okay. Right on. Um, I'm just trying to think of if there's any other sandboxes because the next, the last half of this episode, I wanted to cover multiplayer stuff, which I have thorough notes on. Anything else? Uh, um, Thanos only, or only, I have one one more thing. EDZ lost sectors are going to become 240 power. Okay, yeah, they're boosting that, but also with Forsaken, they are introducing. Um, outlaw lost sectors where it's going to be a lot more extensive it's not just going to be a run through destroy all the ads take out the boss they're actually going to yeah. implement harder bosses some of them are going to have puzzles to solve crazy ex- and bounties relating to taking out and another thing i know we're throwing out so much information listeners but just some we're excited to talk about a lot of the stuff i'm trying to get back to the bullet points here but i just want to conclude with the um something we didn't talk about we can cover next time um once we experience them but the barons the crazy ass new bad guys that are teamed up with aldrin in forsaken are going to actually there's going to actually be barons wandering the open world kind of like um high value targets and there's also going to be bounties from our forsaken comrade i think his name's spider he's going to be in the new like the reef area where we're going to get bounties from him a lot of a lot of crazy plot story based changes with those areas but if you guys can't think of any other quality of life I know we're missing some things I don't have everything on my notes this this time around but I do have multiplayer stuff to jump into real quick um Oni do you have anything else for for just quality quality of life sandbox changes um marksman dodge now count as a reload for kill clip rat king rat king etc uh, Celestial Nighthawk uh, grants 33% super energy back upon kills with it, with the Golden Gun. And the uh, Worm Husk no longer regenerates health and shield. Instead, it will grant a large health and shield bump at the beginning of your dodge. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is interesting. They're like retooling it so it's sort of nerfed, but. Maybe I mean, not really. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if you look at it from a PvP aspect, <laughs> it's a nerf. But from PVE, it's it's still it's fine. Right. Um, something else. Last thing I should mention about with our slots changing. We were talking to Thanatos about this at the beginning of our recording, um, and everyone's been warned about this. Make sure you clear out most of your equipped inventory as best you can, or your character inventory as best you can. Put stuff in your vault that you can. Only keep on the stuff that's actually equipped. Because... I'd I'd, I'd say keep two weapons in each slot equipped. Like, one weapon equipped and one in reserve on each character. Yeah, as of Tuesday... As of Tuesday's August 28th update, 
because what they're doing and something else you guys should be aware of, the vault will not be accessible for this entire week. So if you want something out of the vault to actually use in game, take it out. If you want to protect weapons from getting slot changed, because let me explain this. Oni was saying keep one or two things equipped in each slot because when the slot changes happen, if, you're, if your character is full of weapons and something in your power slot is switching to kinetic, instead of being moved into that slot because your weapons are full, it'll go to the postmaster. If, if too many weapons in your inventory get changed and you don't know which ones are getting changed, all of those don't, that don't have room get dumped onto the postmaster, and the postmaster has a limit for how many weapons can be he, he or how many items he can hold. If it goes past his limit, any additional weapons that get kicked out of your character because they're being changed will be permanently lost, deleted, just gone. So keep one or two items per slot just to keep yourself safe. Everything just good, golden, good to go. It's only this week for seven days from. This Tuesday's reset to next Tuesday when Forsaken drops is the only time you need to be worried about it. Okay. Solstice of Heroes is over, so there's no major events going on. It's just general milestones. So it's just pick your priority stuff you want, put the rest in the vault, and the vault's not going to be accessible during the update because they're implementing the changes with collections, and they can't have players screwing around with the vault while they're making those adjustments. And, and a few big ones to worry about. Are Alona's Gods, Hawthorne's Fieldforge Shotgun, Perfect Paradox, Shepherd's Watch, the Ikelos SMG, the Ikelos SR, Darcy, Legend of Acrius, the Tech Tractor Cannon, and Whisper of Worms. Those are the big ones you need to worry about. Those ones are all switching to pure kinetic, right? No, they are just switching. Like, uh, okay, so oh, there's uh, slot locations. Okay, okay, Alona's Gods, Hawthorne's Field Forge, Perfect Paradox, Shepherd's Watch, and Silicone um, Neurum Neurosis are, are, are going to kinetic. Neuroma. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, the S, the SMG for Ikelos and the SR for Ikelos are going to the solar yeah they're going they're switching and then the darcy the legend of accurate the tractor cannon the whisper of the worms are all changing their slots i was told whisper i recently read that whisper of the worm was staying as a power weapon though in in the latest uh bungie article it says that year one these year one exotics will be changing slots in year two Crazy, and it has those four listed. And that was the most current article from them. Uh, is that the um, this week of Bungie uh, that dropped on the twenty third? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Patch notes changes. Damn, so much info. Yeah, I didn't want to read over all these crazy changes. There's just there's too much down here. But um Yeah. Yeah. Um <clears throat> 
Yeah, the following year one, power weapons will become kinetic. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, no, no, no. Those, those four that we were talking about, it says they will remain power weapon slot as exceptions to the year one weapon slot changes. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so, so Darcy, Legend of Acarius, Tractor Cannon, and Whisper the Worm are going to stay where they're at. I guess the, from my understanding then from that text is those are the only four that will stay that way. Yeah. that it's, all, I, I, all, yeah, all, I mean, all of the other exotic power weapons then I assume are changing slots then. They're, yeah, subject to change, I suppose. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And finally, I think we already talked about this with mods, but because the mod system is changing, they're no longer going to be able to switch burns on your weapons. But they did say, if you like a weapon and you want to have all three burns available to that weapon, try to get three of that weapon and mod it with that burn, because after the update, it will be permanently locked with that burn on it. Um, all, yeah. Also, all future weapons that drop for year two will will have whatever burn they drop with is going to be locked as well. You know, for future weapons. But if if you got a classic favorite you like, get the mod you want on it now so the burn stays. Like like a year Uriel's gift, do a void in an arc because it's going to be stuck as solar. Right. Like so, the new one will go to yeah. Yeah. Um. I, have they? But did they confirm that they wouldn't change it? Because I know for for guns that are yeah, that's too much detail to think about right now. But I was just they, gonna say if, if if you really want to go in depth into what element you need to get for each gun, they have a list of what guns are going to what element. I just only was asking when you brought up Uriel's gift as changing to to solar. It does it's. it's it's Does, gonna anytime it drops from here on out, it will be solar. Okay, but they'll still let us keep the mods that we locked in with it, right? Yep. That's why I, I was just clarifying that, I guess. Okay, so that is the bulk of what we know. So, guys, we are going to briefly go over a couple um, interesting things. I thought, well. I'm kind of, I kind of just want to talk about Gambit, I guess, real quick, because it's something we haven't talked about in regards to the specific things that are you're going to be able to do with it, other than it's a cool PVE 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 PVP mode. Um, in our episode one, I think we talked about what it is. You know, yeah. two teams yeah. fighting in two separate locations on the same map. You're each fighting a horde mode style setting where you're taking out enemies. You're collecting moats, which you load up into this device in the center, which slowly speeds up your process to either sending more bad guys over to your enemy side, or basically it's a race to defeat the boss, your own you know evil boss at the end. And then throughout that session, you'll get periodical times once you collect a certain number of modes to be able to send one of your teammates over known Invade. as a disruptor invader to cause chaos on their side. And for every one of them, you take out every guardian you take out adds health back to their main boss. Yep. So, you know, the tables can turn at any given time. Um, 
So Bungie has retooled a new rank, uh, ranking system for this new gameplay mode, Gambit. Um, it's not unlike Valor, actually. Uh, very similar in, in as so much as what they've changed with Valor going into the new season. In regards to you play matches, you earn, you know, Valor points, and then when you lose, you don't lose points, you just get less points. So with Valor, you can still, you can still at least see that progression. It's, you don't fall into the despair that is competitive. Glory. Competitive mode with glory, because you lose a game, you lose points with that. Um, they are making changes to that, too, which we'll cover briefly after I talk about Gambit. So Gambit's got a new ranking system called Infamy. Um, it's a similar to Valor, like I just talked about. Um, winning matches will greatly accelerate the climb. Uh, while losing, still earns you points just less than if you win. Um, and, experience, and they also wanted this to be an experience that rewards players with unique gambit weapons and armor. So they they said here in their uh, This Week at Bungie, um, they said, We've designed Infamy ranks to be more granular by splitting most of the familiar ranks into three tiers. This will allow players to work towards shorter-term goals that are achievable in a few play sessions rather than over many weeks. It also gives us more opportunities to grant rewards. The Guardian, Brave, Heroic, Fabled, and Mythic ranks will all have three tiers in each of those ranks. The Legend rank will remain as one solid chunk. So basically, each time you hit one-third of any of those ranks, you'll get a reward, recognition, whatever, you know, after a few matches, <laughs> rather than grinding out a rank over a whole week or whatever it may be. Um, apart from this major change, Infamy ranks will function very much like Valor. Um, each rank will require more Infamy points to complete than the last. Win streaks award bonus points. Your win streak caps at 5 and doesn't get reset until you lose a match so you'll keep benefiting you will keep benefiting from the five win streak until you finally lose so you, you could be getting you could be getting a five win streak bonus on your sixth win your seventh win your tenth win it'll reset obviously after you lose but you could really rack that up if you're just having a really good night you know yeah. uh, um uh, next, they're including now with the Drifter being the new vendor for Gambit. Um, they're introducing daily Gambit bounties. So each day the Drifter will offer daily bounties to earn additional infamy points. And reaching rank 50, just like our Vanguard and our Lord Shex and whatnot, the Drifter will offer a large weekly bounty. The weekly bounty will award a large number of infamy points and a piece of powerful gear, like a milestone. This allows you to always be making progress towards legend no matter what short-term goal what your short-term goals are. So that's the gist. That's Gambit as a whole. We're gonna get unique weapons that can only be one in Gambit. I I read that 
additionally somewhere. Um, you're always going to be able to grind higher and higher, even if you have some downfalls. Uh, they're going to have bounties to help you continue climbing faster. And then once you get to that sweet rank 50, you're going to have a powerful engram from Gambit each week and a powerful, a powerful bounty to give you a huge chunk of rank. So you just be able to keep climbing and climbing. Um, now let's jump into glory rank for season four and what the changes they're doing here. This is interesting. I've never been into competitive cause I've done it a few times and I'm, it's just, yeah, it just, it makes you depressed cause I got up to 30 points at the beginning of the season. And then a couple of weeks ago I jumped in again and lost three times in a row and I'm, I'm down to two points, two tiny little points on my rank. It's like, why? What's the point? Just make it zero, damn it. So here's what they're doing to encourage non-competitive people into maybe getting into it. Here's what they're doing. So, glory rank points gained and lost have been retuned to reduce the overall climb to higher ranks. Oh, how sweet. Instead of 400 matches for the casual to get to that Redrick's Claymore which is a really hot topic this last week. Yep. I'll, I'll bring that up in a little bit. Um, it's, it's not going to be so severe. Uh, the weekly award has been fixed and it gain, and its gains have been doubled. Ooh. Uh, players who complete, who competed in season three will earn bonus rank points for completing their first match in season four. Well, thank God I got in at least one match. Am I right? <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, it does not require completion of any previous weekly milestones. Uh, losses in the competitive playlist no longer reset your valor win streak. They're really trying to get pe <laughs> they're really trying to get the casuals into competitive. Loss, uh, yeah, losses. Don't reset your valor, which is crazy. That's ridic That's ridiculous, especially for competitive. But whatever. They're trying to really get people to get into competitive. Radar has been re-enabled during competitive play. A lot of people are split down the middle on how they feel about that. People who are not competitive get really frustrated jumping into it when they don't regularly play it, but then the people who play regularly are like, I got used to, you know what I mean? Oni, give me your brief thought. Your thumbs down. It's like I, crazy. You I, really I, don't like it. I, I like the fact that there's no radar in competitive. It, it makes it so that the playing field is slightly more even. I can, I, I can see that. Like, I mean, because you're literally like, working with, like, what you can see. Like as opposed to somebody with a knucklehead radar or a meter multi-tool. Where it keeps your radar on even while you're down scope or something. Right. Right. Well, I'm kind of either or on this. I, I mean, again, this seems like another cry for casuals to jump in, <laughs> you know. Because I feel like the real sweaty players don't want are fine <laughs> with how most of it is, but it it 
the climb to the Redrick Claymore was insane, even for the yeah. dedicated players. Yeah. Um, you know, so they're trying to make it more encourageable, even for them. Uh, all right, moving on. Let's wrap up the changes for uh, Glory. Um, control and Clash modes have been added to competitive playlists. I'm okay with that. Some people are a little mixed on how they feel about that. Oni gives the thumbs up. I'm okay with addition, you know, a couple different types of modes, you know, in competitive. So I mean, it's all good to me. I mean, doing competitive where it's nothing but, uh, you know, the the countdown, or elimination, whatever, elimination, and countdown. Then it it it's nice to have that change up of control or clash. Right, and I enjoy control during like. Iron Banner weeks. Yeah. I got. I mean, I got used to. It. I know that rotates every season. It's something different. But yeah. for the season three, I was. I. I got used to it. Mayhem Iron Banner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So here we go. Lost streaks. This is a big one because competitive was really about tearing you down for losing. Yeah. Lost streaks have been removed. So if you lost multiple times in a row, they used to take even more points away. Yep. It's almost it's almost like what's that one game that gets harder every time you die? That really really Demon Souls. It's like Demon Souls. It just punishes you for losing. Yeah. Uh, making things harder. Uh, and then finally, they are currently investigating activity reconnections to competitive crucible for players who encounter an error mid game. Um, it won't be available at launch, but they're looking to add this feature going, you know, later this year after the launch, basically someone has a bad internet connection, maybe you yourself and you get kicked out of the game mid mid match. They Bungie is saying, that they're going to hold your place up to three minutes and help you try to reconnect to that team that you were on. Yep. So that's cool. I mean, it gives you a chance uh, to come in. I know I don't have it in front of me right now, but I also know one of the changes they made was, Hey, that was that three minute. That three minutes was also to stop people DDoS and others. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it, there was we probably got. I mean, we're probably forty minutes in, close to the hour mark here. Um, anything else you could think of, guys? I, that's kind of like the bulk as far as multiplayer changes. Uh, that's the bulk as far as the sandbox quality of life stuff, j- at least from just what's fresh in our heads. I know there's a lot of smaller details here and there, some stuff we might have glossed over. Everyone's going to be caught up in about a week as far as what's going on. Um, something crazy I wanted to add. Uh, Bungie lately has been trying to delay the world's first for raids and so they've with the last update with the raid layers they made everyone wait almost 24 hours they they opened up the first one 
the first day at a set time, and then they waited on the second one to open up the following day, just to give everyone a little bit of time to all be on board and maybe raid ready. They are giving players two full weeks. I'm talking 14 plus days from the time Forsaken launches. <laughs> the raid in the Dreaming City is going to be locked out and unable to be uh, played for the first two weeks of Forsaken, allowing a lot more players to try to grind out, you know, the, to, to enjoy the story, enjoy yeah. the campaign, grind out stuff, and then actually so give more time for uh, more people than just the elitists to try to do worlds first. Cause it's not, re- it's a thing, but it's not a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Destiny tracks it and they give recognition to the raid teams that do hit worlds first. Um, but they are delaying the new one here. And we've, I named, they posted what it's called. I forgot. So I apologize listeners for that. Oh, here it is. Last wish. Let me read this real quick. Forsaken is proof that the full Destiny 2 experience is just beginning when the campaign comes to a close. With so many new things to do and so much power to gain, 200 light levels, guys, 200 power levels, because we're going to level 50, power level 600. With so many new things and so much to do, we knew that players would need more than just three days to prepare for the incredible challenges of Forsaken's raid. That's why Last Wish... The next chapter in Destiny's Raiding Legacy goes live on September 14th. A week and a half. Almost two weeks. At 10 a.m. on September 14th, a week and a half after you'll have first set foot on the Tangled Shore. Good luck, Guardians. And that came from one of the devs, uh, Joe Blackburn, uh, giving us a little insight onto making it more of an event, giving a lot more people time to try to grind out what they want to grind out before jumping in, especially the freaking hardcore streamers. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, I'm very curious. It just in concluding thoughts, uh, as we, as we're wrapping up this episode, I'm just very curious with a 600 power level to our characters, how, like everyone's been debating over multiple podcasts, like, House, it's going to be faster than Warmind, but it's 200 power levels. That's the biggest jump Destiny's ever had. So even though they're saying there's going to be more options to get more milestones, more power gear, to slowly, oh. progressively grind to the max level, how long is it really going to... I'm curious how long it's going to take the elitists, the people that grinded out some... Uh, Heroes of Solstice in two to three days. (laughs) All three characters in less than three days. You know what I mean? Like, or less than two days. I don't even know what it was, but they're making changes to the way that exotics drop. And if exotics drop at a higher light than what your gear currently is, like it was in D1, then I could see them farming it out pretty quick. Because it'll probably make three, yeah. probably make three of coins actually a useful item now, and people will use them, and they'll exploit that. What do you think? I, I don't think they've posted it yet, but what do you think the raid 
light a light level be required because it's it's never max uh, like the basic it'll, initial rate. It'll, it'll probably be like five five sixty to five ninety. I, I want to say prestige will probably be five ninety hard, and yeah, and reg normal will be like five hundred to five sixty. Yeah, I five sixty sounds intense, possible. Intense, but also possible, because everyone's going to be <clears throat> assuming you legend out your Solstice gear. Everyone's going to go into Forsaken sitting at 400, 405. Yeah, which only gives like a maybe. Actually, they removed the mods, so that's going to knock everyone down to four hundred flat. Well, no. even at the best gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. four hundred. You flat. have to mod your legend gear to get it four hundred five, yeah. and the only 400 power weapons available right now are running the, the prestige raids. raids. Leviathan, Spiral, Prestige Raids are the only ones offering 400 weapons. So the Elitists are going to be sitting at 400 flat. And so 160 power levels yeah. to be raid ready. Yeah, they could do it in a week yeah. easily, week and a half. I just, knowing how things are changing and... And then, I don't know. and then, two, for the casual, it's going to be longer for sure. Like two to three weeks out, they'll release a prestige version of the raid layer, or the raid. Yeah. But from what I understand, it's probably all going to be time gated anyway. So, probably. like the different changes to the raid, you'll have to wait each week to get to them. Like if there's exotic quests or something associated with certain aspects of the raid. You have to wait for that week to come right. around. Word. Yep. Well, guys, uh, Thanatos is dead as a doorknob. I could keep talking, but I got to be up early in the morning. <laughs> and we're already etching on to the 1 a.m. time frame. <laughs> it's getting late. Thoughts, <laughs> Oni? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. Thanatos, I didn't mean to call you out there. You are noticeably tired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Redrick's Claymore. Did you see that? Oh. I mean, I don't I don't want to get into it. Real, I don't want to get into it too hard. Nope, we but, don't have to. I just wanted but I just want to explain. There's the other version of it that's coming out. So if you weren't able to get it this last season then you will be able to get a different version of it in three different elements. Okay, we'll talk about it on our next reconvening. Um, <clears throat> but So the Redrix Claymore was so hard to grind for on competitive mode that only a whopping 8,700 people ended up with yep. the weapon compared to almost 300,000 people getting Whisper of the Worm. Like That, that quest was challenging, but so many people were carried into getting it, and it was a fun secret quest. But the Claymore was such a flipping grind in competitive. Less than 9,000 people a have painful it. painful grind. And painful. So, so it's a painful grind. So now the community is a little split on how okay with or angry they are about the fact that Bungie has introduced that next season's weapon will be a companion to the Claymore called the Redrick's broadsword a similar looking weapon reskinned and still containing this you know same option of perks that the claymore has 
but once you get it, it will random roll. So people will then theoretically be able to find a god roll, which could be end up being better than the claymore. Yep. Now it's not just being here's the here's the quick ticker. It's not just being given out. It's no longer you no longer need to grind a rank for it, but you do have six to eight steps of very tumultuous grinding to do. One of them being, like, just a brief example, because I don't have it in front of me. You'll need to get, like, 50 kills with Solar, 50 kills with Arc, 50 kills with Void. You'll need to get 250 kills uh, with a Pulse Rifle. Uh, you'll need to reset your Valor, not Glory, Valor rank five, five times. Five times in that season. Uh, that's that's going to be easy for people that legitimately got the first Claymore. But here's the thing. Bungie's like, okay, we wanted to make it cool. We wanted to have exclusive loot. Uh, a lot of us wanted that, and a lot of us are completely respectful of those that got the Claymore, that grinded it out. I'm never going to hold that over anyone or complain about the fact that I didn't get it because it was it's not something I could have ever tried to get. But the, the bonus they're giving to those that want it is they get a unique emblem if you got the original Claymore, and you automatically get a base-rolled static version of the Broadsword for free, immediately. You don't have to grind out the quest for it at all. So if you got the Broadsword, cool, you get to get a secondary, you get to get the new version, and you can get re-rolls right off the bat, you don't have to grind for it. But again, it's still like a little bitter for people that really spent almost the entire season trying to get it because how hard that was. And this one is probably half as hard or not hard, but half as long of a grind just based pure kill stats. You just follow the steps of the quest. I got to get this many kills here, this many kills there, and eventually I'll get it. It's going to take a lot of time still. But it's not going to be as painful as losing and getting losing streaks in glory. I think that's where the real pain is, the pride in having earned yeah. it. Is that you got you know those people struggled with lo- losing streaks, but they still pulled through and they spent all their time last season getting like, it. You got like it? the new like. Are you one no, of those people? No, I'm not one of those people. I I kind of <laughs> gave up on it. A, a wicked bad streak. But it it's more yeah. it's more of a grind for the new one, whereas the old one was when you lost, it was a cattle prod in your side that you're kind of just like, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna take that much longer to get it. Oh, a physical burn, a physical teardown. Yeah, you 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 don't you won't feel it as bad in the new season as you did back then. Yeah. Or yeah. Currently. <laughs> any sleep time Thanatos, any concluding thoughts on the Claymore? Nope. nope. I never even got to play the Claymore. Well no, it's it's the weapon you would earn after getting to the third rank of playing uh glory competitive. You had I've to... uh I've seen one in actual Crucible. Yeah, it's extremely rare, but yeah, they're out there. <sighs> All right. Well, that being said, I'm not going to hold keep you up any longer, Nick. 
Uh, Sorry, I don't know more about the weapon. Oh, you don't have to know about the weapon. I just I was only asking for your general opinion about pe- people being butt hurt or not being butt hurt. How fair do you think it is or not that they're offering an easier way to grind for a new version of this damn thing? Uh, those were the general thoughts I was asking. And if if you don't have any thoughts, that's fine. We'll just conclude, man. All right, the yawn answers all. Here we go. That was a. I I don't know. I. Oh, it's fine, dude. I'm not. I'm not making fun of you or criticizing it. I was just. If you don't have any thoughts on it, that's fine. It's not a big deal. I never pursued it, because competitive was such a pain in the ass to even get anywhere. Uh, they they just need to put a new weapon in and make that weapon just die with the old way that you got glory, and make it like the Thunder Fury. People just link it and chat every once in a while. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, Guardians, um, that's going to wrap up our quickfire update before the uh, August 28th hot fix quality life changes. Um, you guys can find our home base for this podcast. Well, we're on iTunes and Google Play. You can find the home base for this at nerdentialsmedia.com. And... You can tweet us, Facebook write us, or Instagram us at Nerds of Destiny. Simple as that. Um, that's going to wrap things up, guys. Uh, for uh, me, Thanatos, and Oni, Guardians, we'll, uh, we'll see you in the next reset. <laughs>